Fatherhood is fascinating. One day you're dad of the year, and the next day is, well, the next day. Welcome to Positively Dad, a podcast designed to help dads embrace the journey. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, James Shaw, for Positively Dad, and I'm excited that you are listening with us today, episode number seven. And it's been a great journey so far. Here we are, seven episodes in. And uh, I just want to thank everyone who's listened, right? You've, you've been sending us feedback. You've been interacting with us on social media, on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram at Positively Dad, and it's just been great. You know, if, if you're new to Positively Dad, I'd ask you to go back and listen to the first six episodes if you can. We've talked about so many great things about the role of a dad today. We've talked about the value of paternity leave, not just for you and for your children, also for your partner. We've talked about how to raise children who are happy and successful. We've talked about bullying and what to do if you experience it in your family or, or if your child is the bully. We've had so many great things that we've talked about, and, and I'm just honored that you've joined us. You know, for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be a dad, and seven years ago, my wife and I were blessed when we became parents to Naomi. Naomi is a first grader, and she participates in every podcast. She'll actually join us at the end today for Naomi's Corner. It's kind of her unfiltered look at whatever it is she'd like to talk about, and I think you'll enjoy that. In fact, a lot of people say it's their favorite part. And uh, today, we're going to look at something that I think is going to be a lot of fun. It's a little bit different. You know, I'm part of a dad's group here in in Tampa Bay area where I live, and we meet every month. And one thing we do is we just share kind of what is it that we're proud about with our kids. And it's very, very common for the dads to go around the room and celebrate their kids and mention some sort of achievement in sports. And that's exciting, right? Sports offer great value. I'm sure we'll do some podcasts on it down the line. You know, they teach us about winning. They teach us about how to handle times of defeat. They teach us about teamwork. They teach us about uh, mental toughness and endurance. I mean, and, and they just teach us so many things. And, and, and yet, what if there's something else that could teach us something, right, outside of sports? And, uh, in fact, Naomi played soccer for a while, and she loved it so much, she said, Daddy, please don't make me play anymore. And I said, that's fine. We retired her jersey. We had a ceremony for it. We now have her jersey hanging up in the rafters. And, um, and so that's great. There's a lot of families that sports isn't the thing. What if it's something else? So today we're going to talk a little bit about music. And before you go, don't want to listen to this one, turn it off, I'll just say listen. Just listen for a minute because here's something that I hear a lot. People say, James, you know, you've got it real easy. You have a seven-year-old in your house. You have a first grader in your house. It's pretty easy. Your relationship right now is easy. Just, just wait. Just wait till she gets a little bit older and see what happens. Well, I found a study that says there's a way that we can stay connected with our kids and build a really solid relationship, and it's through music. The study says that when, when parents and children listen to music together, that as the children get older, they say they had a stronger bond with their parents. It's really fascinating stuff. And I'm very excited about our guest who's joining us today. His name is Dr. Jake Harwood. He's at the University of Arizona. And he, along with an undergraduate student there named Sandy Wallace, did the research. And here's what they found. They found that that as, as college students who said that they listened to music with their parents also said they had a better relationship with their parents. So what if the answer isn't that hard? What if the ability to have a stronger relationship with your children as they grow up is just as easy as listening to music together? 
And I know what you may be thinking. You may be thinking, well, what if they want to listen to music I don't want to listen to? And what if I want to listen to music they don't want to listen to? Well, then what do we do? Well, Dr. Harwood has some thoughts on that for you. And at the end of the day, is it worth a few minutes of music so that you have a pretty strong relationship with your children? So I'm excited to welcome Dr. Harwood to the program today. Dr. Harwood, thank you so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Uh, You're welcome. Well, I'm excited to talk with you. First of all, I love music myself. So when I saw your study that that you did over at the University of Arizona, I I got very excited about it. And and then I have a little one. So we listen to music a lot, right? Music is part of our lives, which is something you guys talked about, right? That when you're young, using music with your kids is really common. Yeah, especially, you know, early childhood, I think, you know, it's almost, it's pretty much universal that uh, parents connect with very young kids through music, singing lullabies, playing musical games. Um, That sort of, you know, tails off as kids get into adolescence quite often, but but certainly in early childhood, it's, it's pretty much universal, yeah. We have a first grader, and it was funny. We like to play music. We have Alexas all over the house, and we like to play music in the morning. And this morning, I look at my wife. I go, what is that? And, and my daughter shouts down, I asked him to play the opera. <laughs> so we were listening to the opera this morning, and then we moved over to some sort of kids' bop or something. I mean, music for a first grader, and like you're saying, in the, in the early time, music's a big, big part of our lives. And there seems to be a lot of value in that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, it serves all kinds of functions, I think, in in early childhood. I think kids learn, they learn a lot about sort of uh, human rituals and human routines and the fact that, you know, if you're playing Itsy Bitsy Spider, that there's a, there's a pattern to that and you, you know, you have to have to do the right hand movements at the right time with the right words, when the music goes in a certain direction. And, and you know, I think that's a way, a, a fun and sort of casual way, way in which uh, young kids learn that there are right and wrong ways to do things. And that in social environments, like when you're playing a game, there are kind of rules that you have to follow. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, obviously it's a lot of fun. But there are also important social functions that that kind of musical games serve. Uh, they also serve relationship functions. So obviously, singing a lullaby to a child is one of the most sort of intimate things that you can do, and it's a it's a it's a way in which the bond between a parent and a child kind of gets solidified. So then you say that this doesn't have to stop, right? I mean, you know, in the, when the teenage years show up. It doesn't mean that we can't continue to do this sort of thing together because it seems like there's a lot of value, I guess, in, in building relationship through music. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, um, it, it certainly becomes, I think, a little more challenging for parents and kids. Kids become more independent during adolescence. Uh, they develop much more of their own independent identity, uh, their core relationships switch from being family-centered often to being peer-centered uh, and and along with that their musical tastes develop and they may develop musical tastes that are <laughs> entirely uninteresting to the parents um, but but certainly if you can find points of connection with an adolescent so that when you go on a car a road trip in your car you're 
you're all listening to the same music rather than everyone sitting there with headphones on. Um, those those still are points where you can uh, build a relationship, solidify a relationship between uh, parents and kids. Absolutely. So how does it do that? If we're driving on a trip and we're listening to the same channel as opposed to everybody having their earbuds in, how does that help strengthen a relationship? Um, so in in the research that you're talking about, we had kind of two uh, core mechanisms that we think uh, allow music to uh, strengthen or solidify relationships. Uh, one of them is synchronization. So when we listen to music, uh, and particularly if we are either singing along with music or dancing to music, there's synchronized behavior is occurring, meaning we are all doing the same thing at the same time. And, and there's very good uh, psychological evidence and social science evidence that when we are synchronized with other people, we just like them more, right? We see these other people as being like us, similar to us in ways that we don't if we're not engaged in synchronized behavior. Uh, so, so we think that synchronization with other people is a key sort of mechanism that music leads to, that causes music to lead to positive relationships. Um, the other mechanism is empathy. So when we listen to music with other people, we are sharing an emotional experience with those other people. Um, music is inherently emotional. Even, you know, the most bubblegum of pop music is normally about love. And, and uh, we have an intrinsic emotional connection with music. There are, there are some hypotheses that music is sort of uh, a core mode of emotional expression for human beings. And so when we're listening to music with other people, we're experiencing emotion with them and experiencing emotion and experiencing empathy with other people, again, is uh, closely connected to having positive relationships with, with those people. So we're connecting in multiple different ways here, right? Because we're experiencing the same thing together. And, and then we have, you know, kind of emotion. We're having an emotional connection as well. And that seems like that would be huge, especially as, a, as you know, your kids become teenagers and grow up. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think of it as sort of, you know, uh, music moves us. And it, it moves us in two different ways. It moves us physically when it causes us to dance and wave our arms around and sing along. And it moves us emotionally when it uh, impacts our, our, our emotions, our moods. Um, and, and it's both of those things happening simultaneously with another person. It's just it's an incredibly powerful uh, experience, rela relational experience to have with that other individual. How fascinating. So it could be listening to music. My guess is it could also be playing music together, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, you know uh, when we started the study, we actually thought that might be more powerful, right? That, that if you are actually playing, creating the music with uh, your parent or with your child, that that would be particularly powerful. Um, it didn't turn out to be the case, mostly because actually not many parents make music with their kids. Um, 
So we're still that's still sort of a hypothesis that's hanging out there. Um, and we'd like to look at sort of families where the parents are musicians, uh, where you, you might expect to see more in the way of parents and kids actually sitting down and playing instruments together, for instance. Uh, so we didn't we didn't really see that, but th I think that's a reasonable hypothesis that okay. uh, right. when you actually make music together, it's it's uh, a powerful experience. Love it. So the thing that's sticking out to me, I mean, I think about this. I have a first grader. I'm you know I'm 41, I think. Yeah, 41. And I, I just remember when I was a first grader. I mean, my parents listened to music. Well, I guess when I became a teenager, I mean, I don't want to listen to the music my parents listened to. And yeah. my parents didn't want to listen to the music I want to listen to. I mean, isn't it every generation has the worst music, right? Unless it's your generation. So <laughs> so how do we how do we bridge that? How, you know, I mean, my, my first grader is going to listen to whatever we choose to listen to right now in the car. We do a lot of kids place live on XM and I know all the songs. At, at some point, we don't want to listen to the same thing. So what, what do you suggest for that? Well, I, you know, part of it is, is being open-minded. So um, I, I was never someone who thought I would enjoy rap music. And when my daughter got to be about 13, I think, she started listening to Kanye West and Jay-Z and some of that kind of stuff. And my initial response was, eh. and then, you know, as someone who is interested in music, I thought, well, let's give this a shot. And hey, guess what? I'm a Kanye West fan. Um, so, you know, I think part of it is that just being open minded and being willing to listen. Um, you know, you can also get lucky. So about two years later, my daughter decided she really liked early 70s David Bowie and Led Zeppelin. And at that point, I was totally set, right? I mean, that was just a dream for me. Um, so, you know, I think there are these points of connections. Kids can get into their parents' generation's music. Some, sometimes it becomes cool again that, you know, Bowie and Led Zeppelin and these people are, and the Beatles are a universal. Everyone loves the Beatles, right? So you can look for those points of connection where, where there are types of music that both uh, both generations like, and then you can you can be open minded and try to give a a genuine shot to the other generation's music. Well, and technology is making it easier to find this music now, so that you know you could be listening to a song and say, well, you know what, ooh, that reminds me of X Y Z song from when I was growing up. Let's take a listen, and you just ask your device to play it. I mean, you could really really introduce each other to different types of music pretty quickly. Yeah, and on a, you know, something like a road trip, right? Uh if you've got a voice voice activated phone where you can just shout out the, the name of a song and it can play it, you know, you can do fun stuff like you take turns picking a song. And, and so even if you don't like what's playing right now, you know the next one that comes up it's your turn and you get to play what you like and everyone get, gets to listen to it and say if they like it or not. Um, you know, one of the other things we uh, found in the study is that it's it's not just listening to music, but also talking about music can be uh, a, a powerful connection between people. And so even if you're saying, hey, I don't like that song, if you're saying it in a way that is um, uh, constructive, like, hey, I don't like it because of X, I don't like the lyrics, or, you know, I thought it was too slow and boring, or whatever it may be, that 
that you can actually have a conversation and this can become a topic that you talk about, um, which again, you know, sometimes, especially into adolescence, parents and kids can struggle to find a shared topic of conversation. Here's, here's an option for, for uh, creating that sort of shared focus of attention and something you can talk about with each other. It's so interesting. So you guys talk to college students, if, if I understand the study correctly, and just kind of, I guess, interviewed them about their memories of listening to music. Is that basically how you did the research? Yeah, that, well, actually, they, the, the college students filled out a questionnaire. So we didn't personally interview them. They, they filled out a questionnaire. And what results from that really surprised you as you as you looked at this and and I mean I think you what you're saying I guess is early on no surprise they have memories of music and what that did what did you find though from the kids that were listening as teenagers they were involved in music with their parents as teenagers and above what did you learn so so what we learned was that when um, these college students report that during adolescence they listened to music with their parents. They sang along to songs with their parents when they were on road trips. They danced around the house when there was music playing, right? There was musical activity in their family that for those kids, they had stronger relationships with their parents now as college students. Um, and we found those two mechanisms that I talked about earlier were the reason that that occurred. So if you engaged in musical activity with your parents during adolescence, you felt more synchronized with your parents and you felt like you had greater empathy for your parents. And those two things, the synchronization and the empathy, lead to you having a more positive relationship with your parents. It's um, so interesting, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I saw... I saw some other research that you did, too, that says it's more than just a it could be more than just a parent child relationship. You you were involved in some research that looked at music based on different um, racial groups or or just different, you know, people, different cultures and how that kind of changed our opinion as well. Right. Right. Uh, that, that that's correct. So so we find a sort of similar pattern going on with uh, relationships between different social groups. Uh, cultural groups, for instance, where using music as a way to bridge barriers between groups can lead, lead to less prejudice, less stereotyping, more positive, um, more positive uh, attitudes towards towards another group. You know, and in a sense, I think it's it's almost the same thing in that parents and kids are kind of like different social groups, uh, almost different cultures sometimes, right? Uh, and so, so you see that same bridging pattern across other types of cultural boundary, boundaries uh, in society. Tell us a little bit about that study then. So when you did that, um, how did you do it and what did you notice from it? Uh, so in that particular study, what we did was we actually uh, uh, created, man, I have to remind myself, it's been a couple of years. Uh, we created these sort of mini uh, videos about two uh, individuals who were working together on a project. <clears throat> and in one condition, the video showed these uh it was it was an American person and an Arab person, someone from the United Arab Emirates. Um, and in one condition, uh, the video showed them working 
together to create a new phone app and it described what the app did and then at the end it all worked out great the phone app was really popular and lots of people downloaded it um, in the other condition they were working together to create a song and one of them was a DJ and one of them was a rapper I think and in the end it worked out great uh, the song was really popular and lots of people downloaded it uh, so so there's sort of parallel stories that have this positive relationship between people from two different cultures and and a happy ending uh, and and what we found was that when we played these videos for again undergraduate students that when the undergraduate students watched the song version that they emerged with more positive attitudes about people from the United Arab Emirates, more positive attitudes about Arabs, um, and and better feelings that Americans could work positively with people from other cultures, for instance. That is absolutely fascinating. And I think the takeaway on both of these studies, because you're right, they, they're kind of almost telling us the same thing. Music connects us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and, and it, it, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go I'm sorry. Ahead. It, well, I, I was just going to say it connects us through that the ways in which it moves us. It connects us through synchronization. It connects us through empathy for other individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just imagine if we all did that. Uh, you know, I, I watched um, Bohemian Rhapsody recently. I, I don't know if you've seen the movie. Yeah, I saw and, it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and and what was so great was you know it ends. I don't you know you, you know how it ends, right? So it ends with the the Live Aid concert and just I mean this is people all over the world connecting through music. I mean this is exactly what your your study is showing us and how you don't watch that and just get excited and pumped up. And here we are from all different parts of the world, all connected as one. Yeah, I mean one thing I found when I do uh, interviews, particularly with college students, they some of their sort of most profound experiences that they can describe are going to festivals, uh, things like Coachella or Bonnaroo or these kind of uh, big, huge musical festivals. And they'll describe how when they're in that crowd, they, they just feel sort of unified with, not just with the people who they're immediately with, but with everyone in the crowd. It's sort of this transcendent experience of all experiencing the music together and feeling, feeling like there are no barriers between people. Um, so, yeah, I really, you know, I think music, music is a powerful way to, for us to build interpersonal relationships, but it's also a really powerful peace-building uh, mechanism that we can use to try to get people to kind of get along with each other a little better. So as we wrap up, and I do appreciate you taking time out today to join us, as we wrap up, I guess, what advice would you give to dads or even some of our moms who listen when it comes to, you know, let's find a way to get your teenager and you together and listening to music because it's going to strengthen your relationship. What advice would you give them? So putting some music on in the car that everyone likes, um, giving a shot to listening to your kids' music. If your kid's really into a certain type of music, even if it's not what you think you like, you know, give it a shot. Um, Think about going to concerts together, you know, while kids are still at the age where it's sort of like, okay, we're going to go out and do this. And 
<laughs> until they get to that point where it's like, no, I'm not going to do that with you, Dad. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But but you know, buying concert tickets, making it a fun thing where it's like, hey, we'll go get In and Out Burger and then we'll go to this concert, right? So even if the kid doesn't want to go to the concert, the In and Out Burger might be enough to get them to go along. Um, and just exposing kids to lots of different kinds of music. I think, you know, a lot of times we get kind of caught up in top 40 radio or, um, you know, whatever our favorite album is. And in a family context is a place where you you can have other music going on, like you said, with your Alexa or whatever it may be, you know, um, tell it to play something from, I don't know, some Nigerian funk from the 1970s. Right, it's not the kind of thing you might put on every day, but if you put it on, it's actually pretty fun, and your kid will dance around to it, and and they'll develop 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 this sense that there is really positive stuff that comes from other places in the world that they can relate to, and that sort of humanizes uh, those those different cultures. Well, I know what we'll listen to tonight then, some Nigerian funk from the 1970s. We'll find it and listen to it. Dr. Harwood, I appreciate you taking some time out to join us on Positively Dad today. Thanks so much. You're most welcome. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Dr. Harwood, for joining us on Positively Dad and to Sandy Wallace, who did the research with him. It's great stuff. You know, I went to prepare for this and I read the study. I don't know if you've ever read some of these studies. They're very academic and there's so much really good stuff in it. You just kind of have to dig through. And the thing that stuck out to me from the study was how they talked about just casually listening to music, which is really more common, right? That's how we usually listen to music is very casually. Like we're not purposeful in sitting down and listening to it. It's just very casual. Um, that that, you know, really can create a bond. And and the study talks about, you know, just dancing around the house or taking turns, singing, you know, karaoke duets, um, talking about your favorite band and and listening to favorite bands. They even talk about um, the coordinated chaos of a mosh pit, which I have never been in and don't know if I ever will be. And yet those types of things, that type of casual discussion and engagement with music um, is has great value. And they said what's great about it is it's not necessarily structured. It just is, you know, you ask Alexa to play some music and you just kind of dance around the house. One thing we used to do when Naomi would be done with her homework is we'd play Celebrate from Cool and the Gang. And it was just, and we'd dance around the house. And I don't know, maybe we'll do that again when she's a junior in high school. I have no idea. And there's just some opportunity to get together, right? Get together and communicate, um, talk about how you feel about stuff, and really enjoy that time. So I, I loved it. And, and I think the lesson for me as a dad of a first grader is music is a very common part of our life. We listen to Kids Place Live when we're going in to, um, you know, to school together. And we, I know all the songs and, and, you know, Pink Fluffy Unicorns, Dancing on Rainbows, and Breakfast Burrito, and then Songs with Weird... I mean, all these songs that if you have a seventh or a seven-year-old, a first grader, you know what I'm talking about. And then I'm just curious, when does that stop? When is it? Because, I mean, that's not great music. I don't I don't listen to it when she's not there, and yet I listen to it with her now. So why wouldn't I listen to music with her when she grows up? And it's a fair thing. All right, so we're going to wrap up today as we do every episode of Positively Dad, and that is a trip to the Kids Corner. And Naomi does this for you, and, and I, I usually I'll tell her the topic, and I'll say, today we're talking about music. Would you like to do your episode on music, and so she, you know, sometimes will say yes, and sometimes she'll say no. So um, I don't 
coach her though on what to say during the the her segment. We just say, hey, you know, we, this is what we're talking about on the podcast today. Would you like to talk about something about that? So here you go, Naomi's corner, the kids' corner on Positively Dad. What are the kids thinking? Time to find out in the kids' corner with your host Naomi. Hi, my name is Naomi, and welcome to Naomi's Corner. So today we're going to talk about what music is like. Music is fun to listen to. So fun in the car because, like, the radio, it gets you all jammed up. Like, when you go to school, it makes you feel so happy and feels like you're not even going to school. And the piano, we have a piano, and it's so fun to go with. I'm going in a piano lessons, and... I'm going to sing a song for you, okay? It's raining tacos from out the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and say, oh my. It's raining tacos, yum, 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 yum. Just you know I'm making a part of that. It's the only thing you will ever eat from the street. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think... I think we're good on the song. It's raining tacos. That it's actually <laughs> it's actually a really good song. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Positively Dad. I trust that you enjoyed it, got some value out of it. You know what? At the end of the day, put some music on, hang out with your kids, listen to what they like. Maybe you can introduce them to some of the stuff that you like, and who knows what'll happen. That relationship might grow stronger and stronger and uh, and just a really, really cool way to just hang out with your kids and enjoy some time together. You know, we do appreciate you listening and we value your feedback. Would you send it to me, james at positivelydad.com? And follow us, please, on social media, at Positively Dad. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you to everyone who's giving us reviews. We're five stars all the way. Every review's been a five-star review. And so if you're on iTunes or whatever other platform you listen, Stitcher, tune in. Um, Spotify, Google, if you would give us some feedback, man, we would just so, so, so appreciate that. And we just thank you so much. It's been a fun journey. You're a part of it. And we just appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to Positively Dad. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.